You've made a serious investment in protecting yourself and your family. You've purchased the gun, the ammunition, the training, and even secured a license to carry in your state. You know the Constitution and don't believe you should have to pay for a right that you already have, as written in the Second Amendment, but you are law-abiding. Now you are considering the legal defense options you should have if you ever have to use a firearm. Self-Defense Fund is a comprehensive litigation membership backing you on appeals, legal expenses, court costs, and more, up to $1 million per incident and unlimited attorney costs per member. Discover SelfDefenseFund.com for yourself. Any weapon, any state, any time. You're listening to Resolution Radio. ResolutionRDO.com What I really wanted to tell you today is I'm actually a survivor of satanic ritual abuse. And I work with a great ministry team that does inner healing and deliverance. And if you want to have them on at some point, we can really expose what goes on in Hollywood with the SRA um, and the mind control. These people help, you know, the victims that the church can't handle that are so broken and in need of deliverance. And they do it with the help of Jesus, God, taking their fractured soul parts and piecing them back together and healing their wounds. And I'm only talking about this because I went through it myself. You know, I tried therapy. I tried drugs and alcohol. I tried all the things to make myself feel better. And I'm telling you, this is real. Um, It's really a miracle that I'm here today talking to you about it. Yeah. I mean, are you comfortable talking about some of that in terms of your background? I didn't actually know that. So what, what can you say about that in terms of how did that come about? Was it something that was part of your family or like, did you get inducted into this in Hollywood or what happened? It was in Hollywood uh, through a Satanist. Um, that I was involved with. And it was unfortunately not through my family. However, this is something that does happen in family bloodlines uh, a lot of the time. And my my deliverance counselor could probably give you a lot more detail and accurate information on that. Um, But so that's not the first miracle I witnessed. Then I ended up in rehab. Then the Holy Spirit spoke to me then and I was saved. I was watching a Joel Osteen sermon and I it was like I knew I wanted to know who Jesus was. And I started reading the Bible and then the Bible started reading me and the Lord started speaking me through the Bible and having me have divine appointments and interactions with people. So since then, it's been pretty miraculous. You know, I'm in this rock and roll band. We're touring. It's secular music. But yet uh, that's, I guess, where God has me to speak to people and um, share the gospel in a way and also pray for them and intercede for them and plant seeds in the music. So it's a huge honor and a blessing to be able to do that. And, um, but the, the, the ritual abuse was so, so long ago, I thought I had recovered from it, but I had been just living with PTSD for a very long time. What would you- 
would your life be like if you woke up each morning with new vitality, feeling better than you have in years, and you noticed a difference in your sleeping patterns, blood sugar levels, and had a sense of well-being overall? There's something that is changing thousands of people's lives, and you could be one of them. It's called Heart and Body Extract. Sharon Harris, co-creator of Heart and Body Extract, talks about the positive effects of Heart and Body Extract. What happens with the formula Heart and Body Extract is it's giving the body the necessary vitamins, minerals, amino acids, enzymes, and phytonutrients so, so the body will heal itself. And yes, the body does have the ability to balance blood pressure, balance cholesterol, clean and unclog the arteries. It can also work on uh, balancing the circulation for diabetics. So the body is an amazing thing. It simply needs some help so it has the tools to heal itself. Heart and Body Extract gets results. To order your two-month supply, call now, toll-free at 866-295-5305. Order online at hbextract.com. You're listening to Resolution Radio. ResolutionRDO.com. The alien stuff is wild. In fact, I did uh, fourth hour almost two years ago. It was December 2021, and uh, you can see right there, I uh, got a nice uh, amount of views there. Coming announcement of alien life is a technocratic psyop. Put a good amount of time into this topic <clears throat> over the last several years. I did a live stream two nights ago on my YouTube channel, about two or three hours just devoted to the whole history of the CIA's relationship to the so-called alien uh, phenomenon. I view it as pretty much a psyop. You can go to the history of alien cults. The intelligence agencies have had a long, uh, you know, in-depth relationship with a lot of these alien cults, whether it's Scientology or the Raelians or any of these entities, really. They're all studied. They're all sort of uh, fostered. And, and it's like a test tube where they let these things grow and they become great um, studies, you could say, for how to socially engineer. I covered the fact that I think when I was in studio with Alex a few months ago, I covered the fact that the uh, top eight things to expect by the year 2030 of the World Economic Forum, that top eight, eight, eight things to expect video that went viral that they subsequently took down, I think they put it up in 2018. Uh, that video said we may, in fact, mention the discovery of alien life by 2030. So they're actually just rolling out stuff that they've had planned for a long time. And I think as you covered the other day, Alex, the stories that they're giving now are the same stories that have been recycled for the last 20, 30 years. I remember old Google video clips of uh, generals, oh, I've been to the underground bases and I've seen the clones and blah, blah, How many times have we heard this story? They're cloning aliens in the bases. That's because it's the same story that they recycle. And that goes all the way back to the Roswell crash. That was a military-involved uh, crash, so-called. It's the same recycled story because the stories work. You go to the original people, Betty and Barney Hill. You go to the Georgia Damsky story. All of these stories have the same patterns, the same uh, archetypes involved, and they always have the same technocratic message. And that's why, if you look at the character of Adamski, the first so-called abductee story, a lot of people don't know that Alan Dulles was running point for him. Anybody that would question Adamski or try to take him to court, Alan Dulles threatened to take them to court. Why did Alan Dulles care what George Adamski was up to? Well, he would care if this was part of a longer psyop. 
And you can look at figures like C.D. Jackson, who was the author of the Doctrinal Warfare Program, where the CIA was utilizing and co-opting churches throughout the Cold War. Uh, he also was involved in consulting on a lot of different film projects. If I recall, he was involved in The Day the Earth Stood Still, which is the story where the aliens are coming outside threat. And if we don't create a world government, a world socialist government, we'll never survive the alien threat or the threat of the nukes and all this kind of stuff. So to, in, in my view, this is all 100% an outline psyop. In fact, I've covered for many years the late 60s Brookings Report Institute. They said in the late 60s, and they were commissioned by NASA to put this out. This is in Dr. Brenda Densler's book on the history of the alien uh, phenomenon. She's an academic writing about this from an academic perspective. She said that in that 1960s report, they outlined the fact that the discovery of alien life, quote unquote, would have totally destructive effects on the history of Western civilization's religious myths. So the Bible, for example, would be undercut in its story and in its narrative by the alien mythos. And so it's a psyop, it's intended to, it does a lot of things. It's a cover for black ops, it's a cover for uh, advanced technology by the government and by corporations, it's a cover for drug running uh, that goes on at some of these bases and other uh, nefarious activities. It was a psyop in the Cold War to, you know, tell the Soviets that there's aliens and all this kind of stuff. So it serves a lot of functions, but on the longer scale, multi-decade multi uh, narrative, it serves to give a new religious mythology to the West and to the world, perhaps, to replace the biblical narratives. And they even say that in the white papers, the Brookings Institute report from the 1960s, late 60s, to replace the biblical narrative. So I want to uh, go to my guest today, rock and roll star, Dorothy joins me. Dorothy reached out and said that she likes the fourth hour, she likes the show, she likes this material. And I wanna get into discussing her journey, how she woke up to a lot of this, uh, how she got into the topic of the New World Order. But Dorothy, how are you today? I'm great, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Uh, we only have a few seconds here. Uh, Let's talk about your your band first. How does the name Dorothy, is this Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz, Dorothy? It's just my birth name. Uh, I'm bringing it back, I guess. It's an old Hollywood name. And I couldn't think of a good band name, so we, we just rolled with it. I guess it worked, right? Did, did you have carte blanche? Was that your decision or did you have to like pass it by the committee of the other band members? There's not really, I mean, I have a great team. They're great. It, at the time, it was my manager's idea. And since I couldn't think of a band name, I said, all right, let's just call it Dorothy and get the band together. And that's what we did. All right. So we're going to skip the break. That's good. We can continue this conversation. Now, uh, your band has had, you had a recent event. I think it was fairly recent, right? That was pretty notable for a conversion in your own life. So first I want to, before we get to that event, was this what was your life prior to this event because you know you've got records and stuff going back at least videos going back like nine or ten years so were you like yeah. a, more of a normal just rock and roll outfit then like living pretty wild or not absolutely um i've been touring for the last nine years i've been a, a signed recording artist writing albums uh, touring with my rock band and i think the event you're referring to is that i i witnessed a miracle on my tour bus um, this tech that we had taken on tour took an overdose of heroin and died on the bus. 
I was not a Christian. I didn't believe in miracles. I didn't even know if God was real. And the night before that this happened, I was in my bunk praying, God, if you're real, I need you to reveal yourself to me because I'm really struggling. And I encourage anyone that's curious about God to start speaking that out. Because what happened next, the next day, was that this young man, you know, died on my bus and I, we prayed over him. We prayed over him and this voice said to me, and I, you know, it was like the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. And at the time I didn't know that that was the Holy Spirit, but now I do. And the Holy Spirit said, pray. And so we grabbed hands and prayed for him. I said, God, will you just give this young man one more chance? And he was resurrected. Um, Fortunately, that's not the only miracle I've witnessed. I've, I've, um, I, what I really wanted to tell you today is I'm actually a survivor of satanic ritual abuse. And I work with a great ministry team that does inner healing and deliverance. And if you want to have them on at some point, we can really expose what goes on in Hollywood with the SRA um, and the mind control. These people help, you know, the victims that the church can't handle that are so broken and in need of deliverance. And they do it with the help of Jesus, God, taking their fractured soul parts and piecing them back together and healing their wounds. And I'm only talking about this because I went through it myself. You know, I tried therapy. I tried drugs and alcohol. I tried all the things to make myself feel better. And I'm telling you, this is real. Um, It's really a miracle that I'm here today talking to you about it. Yeah, I mean, are you comfortable talking about some of that in terms of your background? I didn't actually know that. So what what can you say about that in terms of how did that come about? Was it something that was part of your family or like did you get inducted into this in Hollywood or what happened? It was in Hollywood uh, through a Satanist um, that I was involved with. And it was unfortunately not through my family. However, this is something that does happen in family bloodlines uh, a lot of the time. And my my deliverance counselor could probably give you a lot more detail and accurate information on that. Um, But so that's not the first miracle I witnessed. Then I ended up in rehab. Then the Holy Spirit spoke to me then and I was saved. I was watching a Joel Osteen sermon and I it was like I knew I wanted to know who Jesus was. And I started reading the Bible and then the Bible started reading me and the Lord started speaking through the Bible and having me have divine appointments and interactions with people. So since then, it's been pretty miraculous. You know, I'm in this rock and roll band, we're touring, it's secular music, but yet uh, that's, I guess, where God has me to speak to people and um, share the gospel in a way and also pray for them and intercede for them and plant seeds in the music. So it's a huge honor and a blessing to be able to do that. And, um, but the, the, the ritual abuse was so, so long ago, I thought I had recovered from it, but I had been just living with PTSD for a very long time. And, um, and so two people from the church referred me to my deliverance counselor and she did hands-on prayer. And um, the only way I can describe it is after my deliverance was over, the noise stopped. It was peaceful. It was like just the peace that surpasses all understanding. Now, when you say uh, a long time ago, are you saying like when you were really young or was this like a coven or can you go into any of that or, or do you not recall? This this was one person, um, although there are covens and families and things like that. This was in my early, early 20s and I did black a lot of it out. I actually have a hard time remembering a lot of it. But, um, 
you know, after I was saved two years later, God started taking me through various deliverances. My chronic neck pain was gone with hands on prayer after trying medication, doctors, chiropractic, things like that. Um, and then, and then he wanted to take it. So God will heal you in layers because he doesn't want to take you through more than you can handle at the time. And so it was layers of deliverance, revealing things to me, um, giving me discernment and eyes to see. So now I just get this, this sense. I know when someone's demonized and the thing I want to remind believers and people out there, everyone is, um, people are not your enemy. Satan is your enemy and he uses people, people with trauma and open gateways and, uh, you know, curses in their bloodline think, you know, the sins of our father, but there's nothing anyone has done that can stop them from getting saved and getting delivered. That's a free gift from Jesus and it's available to everyone. It's a change of heart. So when you had this experience on the tour bus, how, how long ago was this? Was this recent or a few years ago? When was this? This was, this was a few years ago. I, I prayed the prayer the next day, the next evening this happened. Um, and my sound guy and I looked at each other like, what just happened? You know, and that was the day I was convinced God was real, but I didn't, uh, that was just kind of him opening the door, I guess, and revealing himself to me. And then it was a, a journey of discovering, you know, getting born again, getting baptized, receiving the Holy spirit, having the eyes to see getting deliverance, getting healed. And, um, and you know, I'm still a baby and it's just like kind of a journey with Jesus. We're walking hand in hand. Um, but I wanted to share this story because this is a real thing that happens to people and no, it didn't happen as a child, but it happens to children in horrible ways that you couldn't possibly imagine. And, um, and so I think that the body of Christ needs to get curious about deliverance. Now, yeah. So when this occurred, like what, before this event, like what was your attitude towards, you know, the divine or things transcended? Did you think there was no God or maybe there's a God or like, what was your attitude? Maybe I wasn't sure. You know, I was always one thing I was always searching for was the truth. And I definitely had an awakening in my early 20s, thanks to David Icke, actually. I mean, his material was so insane that it was the only thing that made sense to me. And I I was blown away that I knew chemtrails were real, but yet nobody seemed to want to acknowledge it, things like that. So I had an awakening then, but then I went back to sleep. We're being a bombarded on all sides by all these things to put us to sleep, to keep us stupid, to keep us sick. Um, and I went back to sleep, but you know, that's, that's just like expert level gaslighting when you have the spraying in the sky and you can see it with your eyes and Google's telling you that it's a conspiracy theory. Um, and as someone who's a survivor of, of SRA and narcissistic abuse, now when that happens, my fire alarms, my internal alarms just go off. So um, it's, I guess it's good that I went through those things and came out the other side because now I'm a weapon against this. And I told the Lord, just use me as a, you know, just use me to blow up the enemy's camp. I'm just sick of it. Let's go. So did you, um, 
you said that you kind of had an awareness of some of these elements of the New World Order and what was going on. Was that prior to the conversion experience or was it the conversion experience? And then you really saw the, how this battle that we're in isn't just a geopolitical thing. It's also a spiritual thing. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I saw it and I didn't connect it with the spiritual until I had a spiritual awakening. And now it's like the whole thing makes sense. Um, and and I really credit David Icke with connecting a lot of seemingly unrelated dots um, and Alex and people who can see and expand their vision and see the bigger picture. Um, and that's that's something else like and it, And when you do have the spirit of truth and the Holy Spirit, you are given a level of discernment. It's undeniable. Yeah, I mean, that, absolutely. That's one of the gifts that's mentioned uh, in, I think, the Corinthians passage. And I'm curious because, you know, right now we're seeing this barrage of news that deals with aliens and all this kind of nonsense. And I've, I've always believed that there's a there's a deep-seated deception involved in this alien phenomenon. You can go back to people involved working with the Pentagon who then came out and said this is actually a mass-level deception, like Jacques Vallée, the famous uh uh, DOD computer scientist guy. He says this is a malevolent deception. He's not even a Christian, but he's able to recognize that there is something involved in this that's more than just human beings at a, a manipulation level. There's also something spiritual going on. But he actually says that the the the, the entities uh, involved in this uh, they're not extraterrestrial. They're actually terrestrial. They're part of this planet. Uh, and they are involved in a mass deception to steer in a social engineering way human beings into some kind of world government or something like this. Would you agree with that? What's your take on the whole alien phenomenon? I could definitely see that. I mean, I definitely don't put that past them. Um, I think it's demonic. I think it's connected. Yeah. It's beyond my understanding, certainly. And if you have people in the government kind of leaking this information, um, is the mainstream talking about it? Probably not. Um, I don't know too much about the alien thing. I think it's I believe it was Aleister Crowley that said he had conjured some entity that said, yeah. you know, you call us demons, they call us aliens, and one day you'll know that it's one and the same. Something along those lines. I don't want to misquote, but um, I think a lot of the things that seem alien are just are demonic, and they really are not. Fallen angels bound in cosmic realms. I mean, that sounds alien to me. Yeah, no, I think and that the element of it that is demonic is is precisely you know it's a fallen angel situation that's what i'm saying it's i'm not saying it's all i think there's multiple things going on so it's not just just the government engaging in black ops i think there's a real phenomena that's going on i'm not saying every little grainy clip on youtube is uh, demonic but i'm saying that there is an element by which for example if you look at people who've done uh, dmt or people who've done a lot of acid or the Psychonauts like Terrence McKenna or Timothy Leary or John C. Lilly, when they talk about their trips and when they talk about interacting with these interdimensional entities, you know, it's the same type of thing that David Icke talks about that you mentioned. They always mm -hmm. say that the message that they've been given is have a world government. Uh, you need to depopulate. You can't run the planet correctly because you built bombs. And if you just do what we say and you worship us, then you're going to get uh, the utopia, the, kind of a socialist tech utopia. So, I mean, that to me just screams the demonic. I mean, demons have always engaged in prompting human beings to do the same types of activities like offer up your firstborn to us. Right. You know, this kind of stuff. So that's exactly what the entities that are speaking to people are saying. It's no different than what 
I mean, Alex was saying, uh, you know, Ellen Page today, like her, her, her process of hearing a voice telling her to mutilate herself. I mean, to me, that is, again, why is no one accepting the best explanation for these phenomena is the demonic? What do demons do? They hate human beings. We're going to go to this break. When we come back, we are talking to rock and roll star Dorothy. This is The Alex Jones Show. Don't go anywhere. is proud to announce the release of a new translation, Leon de Grel in Exile by Jose Luis Jerez Reisco. Readers of The Burning Souls will already be familiar with de Grel's life before and during the Second World War, his service on the Eastern Front, and his involuntary post-war exile in Franco, Spain. This new work tells the story of his life in exile in detail, replete with first-hand accounts from Spanish nationalists and friends of de Grel. During his time in Spain, de Grel did not wallow in sadness, Despite the atrocities inflicted upon him and his family by the victorious Allied powers, he stayed remarkably active in European nationalist politics and left a lasting impression on both his personal friends and those from around the European world who took inspiration from his tenacious idealism. De Grel's enduring legacy in Spain is well-deserved. Such a legacy also deserves to be spread to both sides of the Atlantic and beyond. Antelope Hill is proud to be the first to bring this unparalleled biography to the English reader, Get Leon DeGrell in exile today at antelopehillpublishing.com. Radio.com. 
But before we go to break, please remember, we're listener-supported. We're not subscriber-based. We're supported by you buying products at InfoWarsStore.com, and they're excellent. We're selling out of X3. It's our best seller. We have to end the sale because at current sales rates in two weeks, it'll be gone. Try iodine, incredible for your immune system, your electrochemical activity, every cell in the body, it's essential. Without it, without iodine, you die. That's why they're targeting iodine, taking it out of the diet. You need it, they put the bad halogens in to block the iodine and the chlorine, the fluoride, the bromine. You need this product. Takes about two weeks to kick in on average. Take a few drops a day. Infowarsstore.com or 888-253-3139. And it's 25% off. It is your last chance. Discover the power of activated iodine. Try iodine, true, nascent. On iodine takes your system just to the next level. Infowarsstore.com or 888-253-3139. Welcome back to the Alex Jones Show. I'm your guest host, Jay Dyer of Jay's Analysis. I want to remind you, too, that uh, if you want to get deep into that alien nonsense and all the breakdowns that I've done, if you go to Band.Video, you can search my name and you'll find uh, at least four or five different fourth hours that I've done deconstructing the alien stuff from my vantage point. You can go to my YouTube channel, uh, Jay Dyer, and you can find the most recent podcast that we did a couple days ago, just kind of mocking and making fun of this uh, I want to note, too, that if you look at Isaiah 11, there's a really interesting passage. It's one of the most famous messianic uh, passages predicting the Messiah. It says, There shall come forth a root from the rod of Jesse. A flower shall grow out of his root. The Spirit of God will rest upon him. The Spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, godliness. Spirit of the fear of God shall fill him. And, of course, David being the son of Jesse there, that is a reference to the Davidic lineage of Jesus, the Messiah. And so we have these uh, these spirits that are mentioned, right? These seven spirits. And Paul in 1 Corinthians mentions these gifts of the spirit. And so I'm, I'm assuming that that's where Dorothy got the inspiration for her most uh, recent album a few months ago, right? Which is Gifts from the Holy Ghost, right? So I actually named the album before I had ever opened the Bible. Um, oh. I feel like God, God can give you downloads. Uh, and this happened. I woke up in my hotel room in New York City. I was writing and recording the record. I woke up and the first thing I heard was gifts from the Holy Ghost. I wrote it down and I didn't know what the gifts from the Holy Spirit were, what the fruits of the Holy Spirit were. Um, church made me nervous, you know, uh, so I wrote it down and I thought that sounds like a great album title. I finished the last song gifts from the Holy ghost and which I feel has very rich spiritual messaging. And there it was. And I ended up getting saved after that. So God's really funny with his perfect divine timing of doing things so that, you know, it's him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Divine providence is what uh, I think. You know, before I got into you know this worldview, you 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 tend to see things as synchronicity, right? Let's like Carl Jung's synchronicity, but then you start to realize, well, synchronicity doesn't really make sense if it's like coming from my psyche, right? That's what the way Carl Jung pictures it all. It's like he even has an essay where he talks about UFOs, and he he says, oh, the UFOs are a manifestation of our uh, unconscious, right? But that doesn't really make sense because it's not our unconscious that's manifesting these things. There is a divine mind, the divine consciousness, you could say. And that makes sense for how reality can be organized via divine providence, by our free will working together with divine providence. That, to me, that makes a lot more sense than this idea that our 
psyche manifests it like Carl Jung says. But um, yeah, I think that on the notion of spiritual warfare too, and I, we didn't really mention this in the, the, the pre-interview discussion, but you know, uh, I'm Orthodox and it's ironic because only as to my, to my knowledge, only the Orthodox church still does the ancient form of exorcism at baptism. So in the early church, they would actually do a ritual of exorcism as part of the baptismal ritual. I'm not knocking, you know, your, your, your conversion or anything like that. I'm just saying that one of the reasons I found orthodoxy appealing was that when you look into the history of the church, you have this ancient baptismal rite, and they would always include the ritual of, of exorcism as part of baptism. And to me, that suggests that, you know, the, the church has to have this notion of the reality of spiritual warfare. And a lot of the orthodox uh, hymnography, a lot of the, the chants that we sing, they are they're rife with this notion of spiritual warfare and battling uh, the demonic realm. And I think that that's an element that I'm not personally charismatic, obviously, but a lot of charismatics get that element correct. Like they realize there is a reality to spiritual warfare and some charismatics can go crazy with this. But um, a lot of, in my view, a lot of the Protestant churches kind of have a fractured element where they like different ones have pieces of truth. Right. But I think that if we understand the notion of authority, if we understand the notion of the church possessing this power, you know, Jesus said, you will do these things. You will cast out demons, he says to the apostles in Luke, right? And his, he says, I've given you authority over the scorpions, over all the enemy and so forth. So I appreciate that, you know, you've incorporated that into your music and into your worldview about how you approach writing. Do you find that to be difficult when you write with the people that you write with? Because you just have this big thing drop. What I know you've got your album, which is uh, out some months ago, but you have a new song that just dropped with Nita, right? Yes. Nita Strauss, uh, victorious yep. fellow believer. Um, and we wanted a very empowering song that was going to encourage young women. I think we accomplished that. So yeah, um, her and I talk about this. It's, it's true. Spiritual warfare is a real thing. Believers have been given authority by Jesus and a lot of them don't know their authority and the enemy will hammer them. And it's so obvious because the devil never has any new tricks. I mean, it's always before a big interview or before some big blessing. And if you can just nail your flesh to the cross, so to speak, and not react to the flesh and pick up your tools, go into praise and worship Use the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit. Command that enemy to leave you in the name of Jesus. Command those spirits, Jezebel, whoever's attacking you to go in Jesus name. And if you know your authority and you've been given it by Jesus, they have to obey you. And um, yeah, of course, the devil wants you to worship him, but he hates humans. He hates us. So why would you worship something that hates us, that, that wants to see your demise and your destruction? I mean... That sounds like, you know, masochism to me. That's a really good point. I think that a lot of times people that are getting more and more serious about their Satanism, for example, they actually do get into harming themselves. You know, if you go back to the Old Testament, when <clears throat> not just the fall, when, you know, Jesus says that Satan was the first thief and liar, right? He lied. He stole man's life. That was what he did in the garden. If you fast forward to the time of Elijah, when he's dealing with the prophets of Baal, uh, when they're on the mountain having that that spiritual confrontation, what is it that the prophets of Baal are doing? They're 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 cutting themselves and they're trying to invoke Baal, Baalzebub, right? By cutting themselves, self harm, and the release of the blood and whatnot, they they thought would bring this entity that would bring this power to them. 
and it didn't. Nothing happened, right? It only harmed them. And if you look at other instances in Scripture, for example, where we see people who are mentioned uh, committing suicide, there's only a few of these in Scripture. There's Judas and there's Saul. And in both cases, Judas and Saul were specifically said to be possessed in, I guess, different degrees. I, I think... I think Judas was a lot more possessed than Saul was, but both of those guys killed themselves. So we have two instances in scripture of suicide. And in both cases, the people were specifically demonically possessed. So the theme here that I'm getting at is that every time we see this manifestation in scripture of the presence of the demonic, and it's always self-harm. Remember the guy in the tombs, when Jesus cast out the demon, and the guy wandering in the tombs, it says that he kept throwing himself into the fire and trying to kill himself. So every time suicide uh, appears, it's always in the presence of the demonic. And that to me suggests that self-harm, mutilating oneself, this is very relevant for a lot of what's going on in our culture right now, it has a, a spiritual root. It's not just bad ideology. It's a spiritual problem. And until we address the spiritual problem, the problems can't be fixed. You can't fix these things with, with politics. What do you think? Well, yeah, and I want to point out that the blood covenants, the drinking of the blood in Hollywood, the cutting, the, the releasing of blood, blood is the highest currency in the spirit realm. That's why Jesus gave his blood for us and yeah. made a mockery of Satan and disarmed him and defeated him and took the keys back. It was the power in the blood. The reason is that blood is the highest currency in the spirit realm. So, um, and yeah. It's definitely demonic when you hear voices telling you to cut yourself. I would suggest getting getting some deliverance and coming to know God because he can set you free from all that. Uh, you can have, you could have sold your soul to Satan himself or have it embedded in your bloodline and still be set free. Satan doesn't own your soul. He doesn't have any right to it. He has no authority over it. God, God does. And God's name is literally printed on your DNA. So um, I think that settles that. I want to remind everybody that they can follow you. Uh, we, we still got another uh, segment after this, but they can follow you over on your channel uh, at Dorothy. They can check out the new album, Gifts from the Holy Ghost, well, relatively new, past few months, right? And then your new song with Nita is on, I think, her channel. Uh, and they can follow you on Instagram as, right, uh, as well, right? Right, just at Dorothy. I, I got lucky. I got the handle. Nice. This is the... Listen, do you hear that sound? It started low, but it's getting progressively louder. Into a crescendo, even louder. Irresistible ending in an ear-splitting blast of mass disruption. That's the sound of America's economic and political systems crashing to the ground. But we have a plan. We will be ready to restore political sanity. We will be ready to answer the call of productive America. We will restore America's industrial base and put America back to work. We will shut down political correctness and restore decency and positive media to America. We will save our constitution, our traditional way of life, our customs, and religion. We will restore sound money and crush the debt-based system of monetary slavery. And we will end America's foreign misadventures. We are the American Freedom Party, and we have a plan. Learn more about us, the American Freedom Party, dot U.S.
You're listening to Resolution Radio, 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 ResolutionRDO.com. In the short time we have, I can't get into all the incredible ingredients in Super Female Vitality. Go to InfoWorkStore.com, read about the ingredients, look them up for yourself, and then understand this is cold-pressed herbs, so it has a more powerful effect in the body. Get yours today at InfoWorkStore.com for 50% off. Super Mel Vitality is selling out. It's an incredible formula for stamina, energy, libido. Only a few hundred bottles left. But the good news is we have several thousand bottles left of Super Female Vitality that's the same formula. It boosts men, it boosts women, it works great. But women like pink labels, men like different color labels. So it works for men as well. It's the same formula. It's an incredible formula and it funds our operation. And here's another important part of the overall information. It's 50% off for a limited time. So get your super female vitality for men and women at InfoWarStore.com right now for 50% off and it funds the InfoWar. Super female vitality, 50% off for a limited time at InfoWarStore.com. Welcome back to the Oxygen Show. I'm your guest host, Jay Dyer of Jay's Analysis. I want to remind you that if you are in the L.A. Hollywood area, we will be live in L.A. July 6th with Jamie Kennedy. Yes, Jamie Kennedy from the Jamie Kennedy Experiment, from Malibu's Most Wanted, from Scream, Randy Meeks in person. How would you not want to be there for that? It's a blast. Our live events are the bomb. If you don't know, it's more like a five-hour party at our live events. We do comedy, we do impressions, we do serious stuff. We actually get into a lot of real hardcore information. Uh, my wife will be doing a discussion on Esoteric Hollywood, which you guys know I have two books on that. And I will be doing a presentation on my new book, Meta Narratives, the Essays on Philosophy and Symbolism. So I'll be covering a lot of philosophical topics as well as doing a lot of ridiculous nonsense. And as you guys may have, may or may not have seen, I performed my first cringe course song live last weekend at Courtney Turner's event. And so the crowd got trolled. They didn't know what they were going to get. And they actually got a live version of my Matthew McConaughey song, pure cringe, pure live. And I might actually do quite a few of those if you come to the LA event, as well as serious stuff. So if you head on over to my website, jasonalysis.com, you'll see under every post, there is the link of the live events. Get your ticket to the July 6th Los Angeles event in the links there, the Eventbrite links. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then, of course, Jamie will be, Jamie Kennedy will be the headliner doing some stand-up. And you can also get on over to his merch table and meet him and get a few pics with him. He's a great dude. Very cool. Um, let's get back to this notion of spiritual warfare. I think, again, think about what we're told with alien nonsense, right? Aliens are these interdimensional entities. The message is always that if you just have a world government, if you just worship us, if you just depopulate, we'll give you solutions. We'll give you advanced technology. This is the message of childhood's end. Remember, Arthur C. Clarke was himself a confessed Crowleyan, <clears throat> a confessed Luciferian. He had some weird uh, predilections in terms of the pedo stuff, as Alex just talked about this week. And in his book, he actually writes that. Karelin, the overlord, is a freaking demon. He's got hooves. <laughs> he looks like a giant demon. 
and people can't figure this out. The soy nerds are out there like, oh, it's science. Oh, they're advanced from another civilization, and they're going to bring me a kumpot, and I can just have fun forever. Oh, it's going to be so great. No, it's a demon, dummy. It even looks like a freaking demon, and you can't tell it's a demon? Come on now. Come on. What is wrong with you people? It's a massive deception. Now, in Scripture, we have the story early on in Genesis. It's it's implicit in Genesis, and then it's explained later on by chapter 3. And then as the text progresses, we get the story of before man's fall, there was another fall. Did you know there was another fall before man fell? That was the angelic fall. And that angelic fall happened outside of time and space, outside of the normal phase of, of human experience of time, it happened in the spiritual realm. The aeon is what the church fathers called it. And so the angels, because they don't exist in time like humans do, they were tested at once. And outside of time, when they fell, it was an instantaneous fall. And angels from every one of those ranks of the nine choirs that are listed in the various texts of scripture fell. John says that one-third of the angels fell with Satan. And so they launched into this rebellion against God and against humankind. As Dorothy said, they hate humans. Why? Well, in Orthodox theology, we understand that they hate human beings because humans are made not just in the image of God, but also to be raised, as Paul says, above the angels. So there's a fundamental envy that Satan and his hosts had against man because man was made in the image of the Logos. In our view, in the garden, it's man that's walking around with the Logos, with the pre-incarnate Christ. Man is made in the image of Christ, Adam. Paul says Adam is after the image of Christ in his letters. So it's a more specific notion of being made in the image of God, not just in the, in the image of the Trinity, but also in the image of the Logos the pre-incarnate logos who would then become incarnate. So man himself in the garden is kind of a prefiguring, a, pre, pre a foreshadowing of the incarnation. And thus, Satan's hatred of humankind results from this envy and desire to destroy the thing that reminds him of his creator, Christ, you say. In the beginning was the word, or was with God, the word was God. All things came to be through the logos. Christ is the creator, even of Satan. And so the angelic fall created this race of entities, you could say, angelic race, then dead set on destroying humankind at first until the birth of Christ to destroy and persecute Israel because Israel would give birth to the Messiah. And then now the church to destroy the church because the church is the body of the Messiah on earth. Read Isaiah. Isaiah is the fifth gospel. So I want to go back to uh, to Dorothy. Dorothy, you were talking about this spiritual warfare. Um, when you, before you were interested in these topics, before you had your conversion experience, how did you look upon Christianity? Did you see it as a bunch of go goofballs and goobers that were duped and believed a bunch of stupid stuff? Or uh, was it because they didn't talk about the reality of the spiritual warfare and, and the reality of what you saw in Hollywood or what was it that, how did you see it before? I saw it the way the world sees it. You know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't sit in church and during worship, it made me cringe. You know, I, the one or two times I had gone to church, I felt completely 
uncomfortable crawling out of my skin, um, probably because I was demonized and, and they really don't like that, you know? Um, but when, when you accept Jesus, you give him legal authority over your life. And now you get the veil comes off and you see the truth. And I, I honestly can't believe I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm saying, yes, I, I read about Jesus and I talk to Jesus and I pray and I, I know what spiritual warfare is. Um, I love it when the Satanists say, you know, Satanism is just about self-worship. There's no devil. Um, yes, there's a devil and the demons are um, spirits without bodies, you know, um, and, and those that have the eyes to see can see them. So you're not crazy body of Christ. You're not, you know, you're not losing it. You've been given a gift that can be uncomfortable to operate in sometimes, but you're, uh, you know, we're trying to save as many souls before it's time to go. And the last thing, one of the last things I wanted to say is no matter what you've done, you can still get be saved and get delivered. And all sin is the same when it's nailed to the cross. I mean, Paul was murdering Christians, right? So just remember that when you start to uh, listen to the flaming arrows of the enemy coming into your mind with the shame and the con condemnation and the guilt. Um, the devil will lie to you in your own voice and the mind is the battlefield. And if you go into praise and worship, that will break. That's one tactic. So um, it's absolutely real. And here I am. <laughs> I would never go back to my life before Jesus for all the money in the world, for all the fame, for all the dreams all the fruit that the devil wants to give you is poison. It's tainted. And the demons always come to collect their pound of flesh, you know, and uh, everything he has is, is just a sad counterfeit. And I would never, my life now is just too good. Serving God is just so fulfilling. Um, I don't feel alone. And since everyone is feeling so alone and isolated, and that's just an epidemic in our world, maybe they need to try God because I have a sense of just being loved and cared for and connected with the body of Christ. I will run into people I don't even know, and we will pray together. And we know that God orchestrated that meeting as a divine appointment that day because someone needed it. So it's pretty miraculous and supernatural. I mean, I serve an awesome God and I'm still going to play rock and roll. So it's uh, the best of both worlds. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, David, multiple people in the Old Testament were skilled musicians. So, you know, nothing, there's nothing wrong. All the talents that we have are, are talents given to us by God, you know, to use for that for that purpose. So um, really cool to have you on. Thank you for giving your testimony, your journey. I think that people should understand that as things get more insane, as we see more and more evil, that's actually a call to repentance. It's a call to noticing that there's objective good, right? Evil is not a thing that exists or has being in the sense of, you know, everything that God created, it exists as good. And what evil does is that it's a, a privation, it's a negation against the good. It's always an act against the good. That's it. That's all it ever can be. And so the more that we see evil in the world, it should wake people up, especially people who are skeptics or people who don't think that, I mean, why is there a commonality amongst the, all of the ancient empires of the world having this anti-human agenda where the empires enact the worship of some weird, you know, deity or ruler or tyrant, Nimrod, Babel, and they, they require human sacrifice. If there's objective evil, there's objective good, and that means God exists. This is The Alex Jones Show.
The Occidental Quarterly fills a unique niche in bringing together scholarly articles on a wide range of topics that are mired in political correctness elsewhere. It is edited by Professor Kevin McDonald, who's no stranger to listeners of the political cesspool. There are quite a few reasons for the precarious state of our civilization and our people. But one of the main ones is that we have lost the intellectual and moral high ground to a cultural elite that is hostile to our people and our culture. Those of us who are politically aware must understand that the elites dominating culture and the political process in the West are intellectually and morally bankrupt. TOQ is the key. Digital download subscriptions are only $30 a year. Subscriptions by first-class mail are only $60 a year. Go to toqonline.com and click on subscribe now. In addition to receiving fascinating and informative articles, you will also be supporting the work of scholars who are part of a community defending our people and our culture with the highest level of integrity and intellectual sophistication. That's toqonline.com. Subscribe now. You're listening to Resolution Radio. ResolutionRDO.com I was in high school and I was running on the track team, the cross country team. I ran into an issue that was a complete mystery during track season. Something just kept happening where in my workouts, I would just kind of peter out. And so all of this culminated in the district meet. So you have to place in the top three individually in your race if you want to make it to the regional meet, which is a big deal. It was the final lap and I was going and I felt it happening again. And it was this strange fatigue that was different than just normal muscle tiredness, whatever you want to call it. It got to the final 50 meters. I could see the finish line right ahead. My coach was yelling, my parents were yelling, my teammates were going crazy, the crowd's going wild. I was in third place. And then boom, like lightning, my legs locked up. My whole body seized and I fell 50 meters from the finish line. And unfortunately, in that fall, I lost third place. And it was so painfully close, it was right there. I got up and I staggered across that finish line and I looked like a ghost. And so I said, that's it. I'm gonna figure out what happened here. This is the last straw. We went to the doctor and I had a full blood panel done. I was anemic. I thought I was eating enough iron. I thought I was eating enough red meat, but I wasn't. I was deficient in one little thing. One little thing cost me that win. One little thing cost me that glory. With that being said, I wanna emphasize the importance of being on top of your micronutrients. Please visit InfoWarsStore.com to make sure that you are fully optimized, whether it looks like X3, which is now in stock, or any of the other supplements that we have, whole food multivitamins. It really can be just one thing, folks. It really can just be one thing that you're missing in your life that is blocking you from a clear head, energy. So cover those bases by visiting InfoWarsStore.com. Listen, do you hear that sound? It started low, but it's getting progressively louder. Into a crescendo, even louder. Irresistible ending in an ear-splitting blast of mass disruption. That's the sound of America's economic and political systems crashing to the ground. But we have a plan. We will be ready to restore political sanity. We will be ready to answer the call of productive America. We will restore America's industrial base and put America back to work. We will shut down political correctness and restore decency and positive media to America. We will save our constitution, our traditional way of life, our customs, and religion. We will restore sound money and crush the debt-based system of monetary slavery. 
and we will end America's foreign misadventures. We are the American Freedom Party, and we have a plan. Learn more about us, the American Freedom Party, US. You're listening to Resolution Radio, Radio, Radio. ResolutionRDO.com.